Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard, because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. What yo ho there? How are you today? Why good fortune and good morrow, sir? It's very good to see you. I, I I wasn't starting with the British accent, but now I've got I've found it. Are you certain that you weren't starting with that accent? Because it certainly sounded like. Well, it. you see, I'm having a crisis of identity, sir. Oh yes. Do am, tell. Am I a man? Am I a whale? Who knows? <laughs> In common parlance, whales don't often speak the Queen's English. Oh, you haven't met the right whales, sir. I love that there's always just a solid 40 seconds that we have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I at think the that, start of practically every episode. I think that's the part of this show's charm, um, mm-hmm. is that... Uh, like uh, Mr. Gump once said, Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop is like a box of chocolates. You never mm-hmm. know what you're going to get. Well, allow me to reset the momentum. Did it go? I, I didn't hear the Oh, uh, yeah, it went. Was it pretty crisp? It was. It could have been better, honestly. Oh, okay. I should have waited to crack my Canada Dry until we got going, but I was just too thirsty for that delicious Canada Dry ginger ale. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not um, sponsored. But hey, Canada Dry, hit me up because I love <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I, of course, am Griffin. And I am unfortunately Zach. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, we're back for another episode, everyone. Uh, I from a new locale. Yes. Yes, 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 instead of my usual office room, I have a slate gray wall behind me because we have moved. You have moved. We did into a, a sleepy town called Medina, Ohio. I have been saying the um, the phrase funky cold Medina, but like funky <laughs> cold Medina. <laughs> you know the song? Was, yeah, you know, I got it. It's a good song. Just how sleepy is it? Um, I would say, like, it's taken, like, it hasn't gone, like, full, like, prescribed sleepy medication, but, like, it's popped a couple of melatonin. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, on a scale from, like, you know... Snorlax to you? Yeah. (laughs) That's a pretty good... I was going to say a dog to me, but, yeah, on a scale of Snorlax to Griffin, like, a solid, like, Chase Greenlee? Uh, I would say, like, a solid, um, like... Bear, but not during hibernation season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, like, a step below a Chase Greenlee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Chase is, like, bear on the cusp of hibernation se- uh, season. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but anyway, folks, we are uh, firing up the interdimensional portals and stepping in to the ninth world. For another fantastic Numenera episode. 
we should really visit like the fifth world one of these days. Yeah, I, that's I've been about. wondering. Like like the sixth world, forget about it. What if we like hey Zach, what what if we like crashed the sixth world and the ninth world together? Nice. <laughs> that's the 69th world that's pretty nice my guy or it'd be like it'd be a thing like how like fifth third bank like fifth third is not a, pro- a proper fra- a fraction no not at but all but like it's the sixth it, ninth world yeah it is in fact an improper fraction uh boy. Anyway, yes, we're returning back to the wonderful dimensions of uh, Numenera and the Ninth World uh, from Monty Cook Games. Ooh, yes. I'm very excited. This is from the, the original Ninth World Creatiary, of course. Yes, of course. Not the Ninth World Creatiary 2. Mm-hmm. These are all from the first one. And this is the part of the episode where if you have no idea what it is the fuck we're talking about... I'm going to first say, go listen to Imprinted Echoes on Ghostlight Media. Yeah. For some family-friendly actual play fun. Oh, of course. But uh, Numenera, the Ninth World, this setting is basically a billion years in the future after civilization has risen and fallen nine times over. Um, And my dog Milo is very excited about it. Milo! We had a really good snuggle earlier. Uh, Yeah, you were saying. I'm really happy for you. Yeah, it was really nice. I went and got a big breakfast, and then I came back, and I was listening to some Another Path, and we just had a really good snuggle. Oh, boy. Uh, Rad. Well, shall we dive in? Let's go. Let's hop in the time portal, shoot ourselves a billion years of the future where pets are all weird and hybrid-y, and... All right. Let's have some fun. Our first pal today is called the Jasanthem. Jasanthem. The Jasanthem. J-E-S-A-N-T-H-U-M. I think of chrysanthemum. Which makes sense based off of how this thing looks. So this, yeah. this thing is like um like if uh, a bug um had like like boned with like a dog and then yeah. like a bat and a flower boned and then those two offspring met when they were of you know the age that they could properly consent. Uh-huh. And then those two boned. <laughs> Um, and then it's off. Dog, bug, bat, plant hybrid. Kinda, yeah. Okay. Uh, let us dive yeah, in. I'm, I'm seeing like some yeah, kind of greenish skin. Yeah, green skin. Some big clawed paws. It looks like it's kind of got like some. It's like uh, 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 what's what I'm looking for. Um, like when people have like a tail left over. What's the word there? A vestigial. Vestigial. A vestigial like wing almost hanging off there. Either that or they kind of almost look like they have the shape of, like, praying mantis Kind of. Yeah, it really depends on the perspective. Um, but, that, but then its head just kind of looks like a big flower petal. It's a big flower. With a, with with a, a big, tongue. long, gross tongue coming out of there, yeah. It's like a tongue and a proboscis bone. Yeah, a little, little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of boning. <laughs> Here in the bone. sixth, ninth world. Hey. Uh, a patch of wildflowers in the distance waves, massive blooms of vivid purple in the breeze, the trembling flower smell of baking bread and honeyed syrup, an huh. odor so potent that many recall their own best memories of eating sweets. Oh, dude, I love that big bread flower over there. When a bed of chrysanthemum flowers bend their brilliant heads to reveal a lapping tongue, the color of blood, and the thick stems uproot to expose powerful, five-foot-long carnivorous bodies of raking claws and stabbing barbs, these sweet (laughs) recollections are forever shattered. (laughs) Oh, dude, check out the bread flower. Oh, fuck! 
A decade ago, no one had ever heard of a chrysanthemum, but now they're prolific enough to be a common cautionary tale among travelers. Maybe they colonized from a previously isolated island where such uh, a growth is rampant, or perhaps an explorer discovered a particularly loathsome ancient seed bank, or, most worrying of all, perhaps the sun's altered energy signature, one that plants seem to respond to, has become even stronger. Hey, now, now, Juniper, like, for real, if you smell bread flowers, like, stay away, my guy. Just stay away. It's not worth it. Dude, don't do it, my man. Uh, like, you're going to, like, you're like, oh, it smells like the bakery, you know, from the from the guy around the corner from where I grew up. It's like, don't go there. Bro, that's where they catch you. They go, watch flowers out. Are, and they're going to watch all you, and then that's it. No more bread flowers, my guy. So, the motives. Usually, a lot of the ones we see are hungers for flesh. This is hungers for sunlight, water, and flesh. <laughs> oh cool they're omnivores there you go uh they're in fibrous almost anywhere where sunflower reaches usually in beds of three to five creatures sunlight reaches yes what did i say sunflower sunflower reaches sunlight breaches dude sunflower reaches is like the bougie neighborhood yeah welcome <laughs> to sunflower reaches yeah it's the gated uh, neighborhood yeah, yeah they, they look pretty sturdy they're not very fast um let's see so in yeah, combat, these, these i get the from from the descriptions there um, these definitely feel like ambush predators oh definitely yeah what with you know the bread smells well very um i mean very like wash. venus flytrap you know yeah yeah there's a, some text here some people keep juvenile jacinthum plants in their gardens as uh as crowning specimens of their collection trusting themselves or their gardener to remain vigilant enough to weed the plants before they become mature and mobile <laughs> <laughs> okay, you gotta make sure to weed the thing properly so what? It doesn't have enough leg strength to burst out of the dirt? And and rip you apart, yeah. Yeah. In combat. That's a, that's a ballsy ass guard. For real, though. It's a Santham attacks uh, with its rasping, cutting tongue. If it's uh, in, oh, if it inflicts damage, the victim must also succeed on a might defense roll on a failed roll. The Jasanthem pounces with the aid of its tongue. How Wait, does it what? does it like tigger off the ground with its tongue or something? Pounces with the aid of its tongue. <laughs> it just puts its tongue yeah. on the ground like a fucking pole vaulter. <laughs> I'm about to say yeah, it pole vaults. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it makes uh, the it makes the classic cartoon like boom. Yeah, sounds very good. It of its tongue and impales its victims with a massive barb. So that's what the the weird vest- vestigial wing looking mm. guys are. Probably. They're stabbing arms. These uh, are my stabbing arms. Oh, uh, so what, what, if it uh, deals damage with those, it adheres uh, to the creature. So, oh, oh, I get it. It's kind of a sticky it's one. It's kind of a sticky one. Let's call that a sticky situation. Uh, for PCs with an adhered jacanthum, the difficulty of all attacks and speed defense rolls is increased by one step. I don't know what that means, but yeah. it sounds bad. Basically uh, means that it's harder like, like to do all their stuff, yes. Yeah. Like, the DC goes up, effectively. On the other hand, all attacks on Jacanthum, uh, 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 all attacks that Jacanthum makes on a victim it is stuck to automatically succeed. <sighs> yeah. Removing the Jacanthum requires the victim's or another creature's full turn and gives the Jacanthum one free attack as the extraction occurs. Brutal. In addition, a Jacanthum can breathe out of a, can breathe out a cloud of spores that fills an in in, in intermediate area around it. 
Any living creature in the area who fails a mic defense roll coughs uncontrollably. Victims cannot act until they successfully make a mic uh, a might defense roll, which they can attempt once per turn. After the Geosanthum uh, uses his ability, it must regenerate new spores before it can do so again, which takes hours. So it's time with this attack, Zach Rob. It's time for our favorite sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So it, whip, it, it, it whips you and cuts you with its tongue. It pull vaults off its tongue and puts its stabbing arms into the you. The stabbing arms into you, yeah. Which gives it free damage against you. Yep. And if a you or a buddy tries to rip it off of you... It does more it free damage. Free, it gets a free tongue slap at you, and then it can... It can pollen breath you. Yeah. So that you start coughing uncontrollably, setting you up for further stabbing. Yeah, give me just a moment while I say... <laughs> yeah. These things do not fuck around. No, they do not. Uh, interaction. Just anthems are pretty nice smelling plants until they're not. At which point they're hu- <laughs> <laughs> at which point they're hungry predators that attempt to eat PCs who have come too close. Until they're not. It's all fun and games until it isn't. My favorite thing about oh, the, this book is is a possible use for these in uh, in a story in storytelling mm-hmm. to to appease an angry patron or provide a gift of special significance for someone the creature uh, the characters need a favor from in return they are asked to collect a planter full of chrysanthemums. However, oh they probably are not given any details beyond a bare description of the plant when it's not moving about. That's really good. That's very very good. Oh, oh man. man! So like. If someone okay, so here here's a story, a story mm-hmm. element that we could use a uh, chrysanthemum uh, for. Loving so it. there's, um, say, like the person has had a uh, rivalry with another like farmer at the county fair. Okay, like at, you know, since they were like kids, mm-hmm. and then one year they're just sick of it. They're mm-hmm. tired of this cat fucking things up for them so they get an idea mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna put some of these plants in they're gonna be like hey peace Ooh. offering there you go and they're like oh yeah i'm gonna treat this thing real well and then they make them you know they sit there and they water it and they feed it and they make sure the plant grows nice and strong so strong in fact <laughs> that it kills them little did they know how strong it would actually grow <laughs> <laughs> And that's, then it, that's such yeah. a Santham sound, I think. I, I'm, yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> it's not a good sound. Nah, these things are... They definitely uh, look prettier than they sound. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, in terms of pets, I mean, it, it's spelled out in the text here that some gardeners are bold enough to, like, keep these at, in their garden. Yeah. And just have to maintain them super carefully yeah definitely i mean it's like um it's like uh the original um intro to uh to ap you know like it Mm -hmm. was like farms or were were, like like employed armored guards and yeah and 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 were guarded like dangerous slaughterhouses i believe was the description yeah and um but like i'm i'm debating the, I, I'm I'm considering the risk versus the reward, you know, because mm-hmm. like some people, I'm not a plant person necessarily. No. 
Like, I don't really... But, like, my sister, who I've been staying with, has a garden out back. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's super thrilled about it and, like, has, you know, brought in her own tomatoes and, like, cucumbers. And, like, like, it it produced a fucking mega cucumber, which was amazing. It did, like, the Stardew Valley thing where a bunch of adjacent plants kind of merge into one gigantic mega plant. Oh, hell yeah. But in real life, like, this was a solid, like... Like like twelve pound cuke, my guy. Oh man, I um, wanted some. <laughs> but, but like that cuke was at no risk of ever killing me, right? Exactly. Yeah. So like this is really it feels like a prestige pet. It's like when people Definitely. get like it's when people like UTP upon this plane get like you know uh a, 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 like a, a monkey or something, or like, like when people like domesticate like a wolf. Right. It's and are like, like, yeah, look at me, motherfuckers. It's really just a bragging rights pet. I mean, I like, like like if we're looking at like Forgotten Realms, like people that tame a fucking wyvern, it's like that's a Yeah. That's a fucking feat. And so you you ride around that with some big dick energy, like, yeah. It's like, yeah. And like you ride that big dick energy uh, as the book says, until you don't. Like until you don't anymore. <laughs> In which case... It's like one false move in this thing is going to tongue vault you into the next dimension. Into the tenth world. It'll tongue vault you to the tenth world! (laughs) So, I mean, like, buyer beware, I guess, but I'm into it. No, that's... Look, they're pretty cool. Dangerous as all all hell, but pretty cool. Yes. Awesome. Well, I I think that's, that's that's about it. For thanks, just anthems. Thanks, just anthems. Moving on. You were uh, you were pretty okay. Pretty um, okay, my guys. <laughs> um, up next we've got a uh, a re- just a real good one. Uh, one that uh, I'm very excited for. I'm happy you're excited, my boy. This is the slurge. It sounds like a '90s um like <laughs> soda. Yeah, well, it's because it sounds like surge. Yeah. But it, instead, it's slurge. Slurge. That's uh, that, that's this, the slurge sound. I think that's going to be really annoying to listen to when I edit this. You could just just <laughs> cut. You could just cut those out, bitch. I might. Uh, slurge are like really big, like caterpillar slugs. Yeah, but they've got like armored backs. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So it's like a big sticky slug uh, that can like rear up its front, kind of like you know, like like almost like a python. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got that hooded shape to the front of it, kind of oh. like a python. You mean like a cobra? Or like a cobra? Yes, thank you. Got a you know big round mouth with kind of not like teeth, but little like appendages that you know it can, can kind of grab onto things with. A, a, little, a, just a, like a, little gummies, so it can gum yeah, little, you and pull little you. Mouth in. gummies, yeah. little yeah. independently moving mouth gummies, and then four big kind of antenna out the front. Um, I say antenna; they're more like tentacles. Yeah, the top um, ones like look like part my, of it. Well, the top one too look like eye stalks as well. There's kind of a slit, yeah, yeah little, that maybe is indicative in of an eye. Um, mm. It's kind of this like mucusy yellow, but it gets kind of like crimson red at the toward the end. Um, and it's just like real slimy. Oh yeah, it's just kind of like like it looks like a tent. The mucus <laughs> that's coming off of this. Yeah, kind of. Um, slurgan, which is I guess the plural for slur slurgs. Yeah. Slurg. Uh, slur- 
Slurgan glide across the landscape as easily and as quickly as birds soar overhead. Oh, God. Leaving trails of evaporating slime. Oh, Oh, no, they're fast, Zach. They're very fast. Uh, A slurge eats plants, garbage, dead creatures, and even some types of synth and metals. Uh, Anything that doesn't fight back when the slurge slides onto it and discharges eating mucus. Um, This thing does not hunger for flesh in particular. It does hunger for vegetation, carrion, and garbage. 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 Uh, They can be most commonly found in dry wastes, forested hills, temperate lowlands, or outside the walls of large cities in pods of six to eight. Um, And they're like, I'd say they're the size of maybe like a big dog. Like, kind of like a St. Bernard-sized mm-hmm. armor slug. They can uh, spit globs of dissolving eating mucus at uh, their enemies, or they can settle down uh, atop an unresisting foe or piece of food and inflict damage on it every round that ignores their armor. Oh, hell yeah. So, that's rough. Um, the eating mucus acts like acid, and a slurge can adjust the acid variety depending on the material it's attempting to eat or damage. Fuck yes. So it's got, like, what, discrete slimes for different types of stuff? Yeah. Now, I, I, I want to see, like, if, like, the, the these slurges have, like, a caddy that comes with them. It's like, oh, yes, I think you should use the caustic slime for this one, sir. That's the slurge saying, oh, indubitably. Um <laughs> When danger threatens, a slurge depends more on its defense. Its shell, which is that like big kind of like armored plates along its back. Uh, its shell provides the first line of protection, but the slurge also produces defensive slime when threatened. Oh, sir, deploy the defensive slime. Uh, the defensive slime oozes across the ground within immediate range of the slurge. The slime is amazingly sticky, and any creature other than a slurge standing in the area must make a might defense roll on its turn. Failure means the creature is stuck in the slime and cannot move. While this doesn't stop a creature from attacking, it prevents them from following a retreating slurge. Whew. Very good. Oh, but there's more. Oh, hell yeah. The third kind of mucus a slurge can discharge is for transport. Oh, oh yes, God. Sir. Oh, yes. Sir. I believe you should kick up the um, the zoom slime, as you like to call it. <laughs> this incredibly slippery slime allows a slurge to glide like a skater on ice wherever it goes. <laughs> However, the material isn't stable. It evaporates within a minute of being produced. So it just creates its own oil slicks to like yeah. do cool car stunts on. Oh man, this thing's like Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're trying to run like it's trying to run away from you, and it's going down a hill, and just tur- it just skids full 180 before shooting more globs of mucus at you. Well, no, this is great. You, there was a, a movie I forgot what it was called, um, where it was about <sighs> like um, like a snail who wanted to be like a snail racer. Okay. And then like Oh, was this he, like an animated movie? Yeah, it was like an animated film and he um ended up uh snail getting, racing movie. Where he ended up getting exposed Turbo. Yes, where he ended up getting exposed to nitrous. Uh oh no. And and then he got like like crazy fast and like raced like a race car at like the Indy five hundred. Um Tight. 
but like this is like you know if they pulled a fast and furious and actually like someone got sent to tokyo these are the <laughs> the cats that are like hey you're new in town right cool i'm gonna teach you to do it our way and it you know goes cruising around like the the spinny part of like a parking garage and it's yeah and the, then the, the new cat has to learn to do things a different way than it than it's used to. Yeah. You know what I mean? The slick and the slurgious. I'm actually really here for that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Slurgan are scavengers and in most cases are uh, easily frightened off by, it says here, Zach, vigorous movement. Whatever the fuck that means. Boning, bro. Um... <laughs> On the other hand, Slurgan pods have been known to attack travelers, especially those who are alone and in small groups. Um, oh, man. Here's that use section that you love so much. Slurgan are considered a delicacy. Once deshelled, boiled, and fried in herb butter. Oh, no. But deshelling is the trick because slurred shells are amazingly strong and hard to penetrate. In fact, armor made from the shells is highly prized for its strength and its lightweight compared to metal. Huh. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, well, because like, I was thinking much like when we were talking about OTUGs, like they'll eat pretty much anything. So like, mm-hmm. you know, like imagine like a like a city. And it's like sewer systems just full of full of slurge. They just slurge live in the dump. And they ha- live in the dump, eat a bunch of stuff. There's dump slugs. Dump slugs. If you don't bring me my money, Johnny, I'm going to feed you to the dump slugs. Y'all kids better get off my property. I'll <laughs> feed you to the dump slugs. Hey, hey, I love the city. Like in the travel brochure, it talks about they have dump slugs here. Oh my god, are they artisanal? I love a good artisanal <laughs> dump slug. Yeah, you go to the dump, you hunt your own dump slug, you bring it to the restaurant, and they'll prep it for you. Yeah, dump slug to table. Let's go. <laughs> dump to table. Dump to table. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Do you think in the Slick and the Slurgius that there are, like, um, is it just the Slurges racing, or is this, like, a jockey and rider situation? No, it's just the Slurge. Like, yeah, it's, like, they're anthropomorphized, and they, like, okay. you know, they're the racers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it, like, and it's like, is it Mario Kart style, where, like, they can, you know, spit globs and almost definitely with the other racers? Yeah, definitely. It has to be, right? I think so. Yeah, I think it has it's like to you got to you got to balance your deployment of zoom slime and sticky slime because, like you know, oh, if yes. you're if the you're in the, if you're in the good slime. lead, like you can deploy some sticky slime to like you know gum up the works. Um, but like you know, a careful racer will be able to zoom slime around that, and they're going to get in the lead now that you've stopped producing zoom slime. Yeah, it's fair. You actually be you actually be really careful because another slurge could just can just coast on your zoom slime if they're close enough to you. And you know, Griff, if this... Uh, they can just draft. If this ever, like, falls through, like, you should be, like, the guy that, like, you know, like, when teams, they have the guy on, like, the headset who's sort of, like, mm-hmm. up in the little... Te- like, up on, like, the little tower, and it's, like, keeping yeah. an eye on things and, like, kind of, like, yeah, keep an eye on this. Make sure you're drafting. Like, that. you, you yeah, yeah, have yeah. a future in, 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 the, the, in, the, in the slurge circuit. <laughs> the slurkit. <laughs> the slurkit. <laughs> Ah, Griffin Coldine, professional slurkit manager. God, I'm here for it. 
Ah, boy. Okay. Well, Slurgis. They eat pretty much anything. I think good pets. I think could be good pets. Yeah. Like, truly, I think could be useful. You just got to be, like, like if they friendly. I think this is this, this that classic case. If they friendly, you treat them right, you're fine. Yeah. They might need their own, like, habitat. Like, you might not want one, like, cohabitating with no, them. No. You, yeah, you know, like, if you've got, like, a barn. Yeah. Yeah, man. Give, it, give it to the slurge. Give it to the slurge. Hell yeah. Stop, um, stop what you're doing. Give it to the slurge. Stop what you're doing. Give it to the slurge. <laughs> you ever get in that situation where, like, you know, you're having dinner and you've got, like, not enough food left for leftovers, but, like, too much to eat in this exact moment? Yeah. And it's like, what am I going to do with it? It's like, oh, just give it to the slurge. There you go. Oh, give it. stop what you're doing. Give it to the slurge. Yeah. Or if, um, you know, you're you're given a piece of advice that's like, look, I I think that sound I just doesn't I just don't really think that that applies to my situation. Yeah, you could tell your friend to instead give it to the slurge. Give it to the slurge, baby. If you've got a friend who really wants to fuck a slug, they could give it to the slurge. <laughs> uh, part of me really wants to like put like a hand over my heart and like put one hand up like I'm a church. Ah, give it to the slurge. <laughs> I think that's all I have to say about the slurry. All right, fantastic. Well, uh, this is the time we usually go to an ad break, yes? Yeah. Well, let's do it then. <laughs> all right. Whoa. Hi, I'm Shifty Mercutio, owner and operator of Shifty Mercutio's pre-owned genies and genie resale emporium, home of the multiverse's largest supply of gently used genie paraphernalia. You know how many times people get overwhelmed by the prospect of three wishes and just choke up halfway through? What are those genies supposed to do then, huh? Just wait? Nah, nah, nah. That's where I, Shifty Mercutio, come in. Every genie on my shelves has at least some wishes guaranteed. What? You don't take me, Shifty Mercutio, at my word? Well, listen to some of my partially satisfied customers. This thing only had half a wish left. How the fuck am I supposed to use half a wish? I thought I lucked out when this shitty lamp had a full wish left in it. I wished I was rich. It legally changed my name to Richard. Zero stars. This place sucks ass. My genie won't even work with me. I wish I'd never bought this stupid lamp. Oh, now you work? Now you work. Fuck you, piece of shit. What hot woman words. So, if you're in the market for, or in possession of, a pre-owned or recently resold genie, come on down to Shifty Mercutio's pre-owned genies and genie resale emporium. Shifty Mercutio's. You get what you get. Don't throw a fit. So, I feel like I've reached a new level of, like, spiritual bliss. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I went and I joined the, um... And during the break, I joined the First United Church of um, giving it to the slurge. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, I've, I'm I'm really, uh, yeah, I've really uh, hit a, a a level of tranquility I didn't think was possible. The multi-dimensional Church of Slurge. Yeah, the, the Church of Slurge. Uh, uh, so this is that that's absolutely like a cult in oh yeah like that that feels like a like fallout sort of like <laughs> like like absolute scam well, that reminds church. me have you heard of this um it's it's like a very real cult that's trying to turn a lobster into a big like leviathan elder god 
Oh, uh, actually, I do think I have heard yeah. bits and pieces. Yeah, no, this. it's because lobsters, like, if they, they have assistant molting, there is no limit to the size they can reach. Yeah. So if they just, you know, <laughs> sit there and dedicate themselves to helping this lobster shed, then it'll uh, reach Leviathan status. The great Leviathan. I, I would love to know, because this, this has been happening for a while, I believe. So I kind of want to know their progress. <laughs> we could take a break in the podcast and do some research. Uh, no, no, no. We'll uh, okay, okay, if we find okay. anything cool, we'll put it on Twitter. Yeah, uh, keep an eye out. Uh, beautiful. Uh, but the next creature we got this is called an odd lark. Oh, not to be confused with like a weird bird. Oh, you know an odd lark. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking it was a a weird bird. So this thing. I don't really know how to explain this thing. Um, it, I will it, say this. It is odd. It is odd. It looks like a big jelly bean. <laughs> <laughs> With, um... It well, kind of... Okay, hold on. Real talk, though. It kind of looks like one of the fall guys like it does kind of look like the fall one of the fall guys one of the beans which, like, from we, fall guys which they look like jelly beans so you're not far off I'm i feel wrong. like uh, it's like a haunted fall guys jelly bean so yeah it's got um so like that where like a head would be um <laughs> sorry be laughing about it, it looks like it's a got this bean. dark kind of like maybe burnt uh. umber sort of orangish brown like it looks kind of carapacey yeah it's kind of God, almost looks like coral yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna say it kind of has like a, like a weird coral thing. But then like its limbs, it's got like big sort of big like arms that are sort of jelly like, with like a, a a big claw on the end. But then it's also I feel like, like this thing floats, and then you know the limbs are just kind of there and a little yeah. dangly. Yeah, and it's kind of got smaller ones all over too. Um, it almost looks like it's maybe a little like translucent, like a you're little seeing bit. its insides. Yeah, like it, like, like the like a phone in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, like the like the early N sixty four controllers. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and in the middle of his, his, his dome, it's got a, a wide a wide mouth. Um, yeah, it's and like then, a straight line, and then the it's mouth. got a, a perfectly circular eye on both ends of that mouth, uh, it's like a minus sign minus yeah. sign shaped pupil. Yeah. An odd lark's large head bears a serene, indulgent expression, whether it's holding court on its favorite philosophical topic. Ooh, they're smart boys. What? Tending to its grup vats. Uh. Or laying into enemies with mental rays of force. What did I do? Let's take a... This is something we're going to have to unpack as we go, Zach. So let's just start there. Cool. Serene, indulgent expression. Yeah, they're kind of just like... "Hmm." Like that, that that's the sound I kind of imagine coming out of their mouths. It's just hmm. They hold court on their favorite philosophical topics. So they're tending smart. to its grup vats. Grup grup? Grup. Oh, what is grup? grup? Oh, wait, grup. Uh, there's a, grup, there's a blurb yeah. on the side actually. Grup vats are like miniature factories. Each one is stuffed with billions of nanomachines and can produce all manner of items. If a vat doesn't know how to produce a particular object, it can be trained to do so either by injecting it with a material from a different vat that does know how or by feeding it several copies of the item over a few weeks. Okay, so weird little like nano 3D printers. Yeah. Cool. Or laying into enemies with mental rays of force. Yeah. 
Larger, right. larger than humans, but given to crawling on their many spiked legs. Instead of walking, oddlarks can scuttle swiftly if necessary, <laughs> moving across open ground or up the side of a wall with equal ah. facility. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Oddlarks can mentally manipulate objects with their minds at immediate range. Their solution for not having hands. That's fair. Cool, cool. The creature normally live in communities of their own kind, insist uh, within ancient ruins on the surface, underground, or floating in the void overhead. Cool. Oddlarks culture uh, organic machines called grup in vats from which they fashion all manner of needful things, including structures, implements, and food. Ooh. So, yeah, they're like weird, like organic 3D printers. Yeah. Everything produced from Oddlark vats has a slightly translucent, melted look and look and smells of ale. And, s- and smells of ale. Hmm. Why? Their motive is defense or debate. <laughs> nice. Okay. Their environment is almost anywhere exploring alone or traveling in groups of up to four. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they can, in fact, fly, it looks like. Yeah, I imagine the kind of like, it's like psionic levitation, kind of. A fun note over here, it says that odd larks believe themselves to be extraterrestrial in origin. They don't know? They believe themselves to be, so uh, I don't know if they fully know. Who knows? Interesting. Uh, Let's see. These are fucking weird. Yeah. In combat, an odd lark can mentally wield a a melee weapon as effectively as a creature with actual hands. (laughs) It can also choose to attack the foe by emitting a short-range ray of psychokinetic force that inflicts four points of damage. Like Ness yeah. from Smash Bros. Yeah. PK fire. Mm. Mm. PK force. <laughs> but... By raising a psychokinetic shield to cover itself and everything in immediate range, the Oddlark maintains a breathable atmosphere and livable pressure for up to an hour. Cool. So it could like be in space for an hour. Space crab. An oddlar can fly with a movement of long range for uh, up to one hour each day. When it flies, it could take along up to five creatures its own size or smaller. Okay, these things fucking. These rule. things are really fucking cool. Uh, interaction. Oddlarks are curious and learned. They love to discuss philosophy, politics, religion, the Numenera, and myth. Or have engage in trade, bartering the custom-made objects produced uh, from their grup vats for Numenera devices of all sorts. A, oh, use a mining operation or earth movement reveals a hidden cavity that smells of ale and is literally crawling with oddlarks. If the event that exposed the cavity was caused by a malicious third party, they may wish to ally with the PCs to end the threat. Let's see, an Oddlark carries 1d6 ciphers and other bits of equipment, all having to the faintly translucent look of the grub vats. These guys are just cool NPCs. They are, they really are. Like, I just kind of want to yeah. hang out with these dudes and, like, yeah. talk about the intricacies of, like, social structure. This is, we found not a pet, but a but, client, Zach. But a client, for real, though. We're going to reach out to yeah. some Oddlarks, get them involved here. GM Intrusion. An Oddlark uh, psychokinetically grabs a PC and throws her from a high place or into some kind of a whole cell or sticky vat filled with grub. Mm. I hate being filled with grub. I hate being filled with grub. It's not the worst. These things are so weird. Yo, like... They'd be rich. They'd go on like, who wants to be a millionaire and win every time? Jeopardy, yeah. forget about it. Or they would like debate like, you know, what is truth? 
but they would they it's would like win it. because Jeopardy have to answer everything in the form of a question. So like, ah, yeah. you're really good at it. Hmm. I love this. Those things are rad as hell. Like, uh, like ugly. Like, sorry. Oh ugly. no, they're real. They're real bad looking. But, but like, very fun. But very fun. Very cool. I'm a big fan. They seem friendly. They do. I'm I like. like I, I think that man, it'd be rough to. I, I, conceptually, I love them. Yeah. But, like, if I was a room, if, if I had an odd lark for a roommate, I think I'd get pissed off, like, really, like, every day. Yeah, but, like, hey, did, did you did you eat my Cocoa Puffs? What is private property? <laughs> what, what is you, a Cocoa Puff? What is ownership? It's like, what, where, it's like, where do you, we cohabitate in this place together. What's yours is mine, and what's mine is yours. But I bought these Cocoa Puffs with my money. You, you Everything you taste, you make, comes from some weird vat you have in your room, and it tastes, you don't, it tastes like beer. Like, I, look, I don't want to eat an apple that tastes like beer, okay? <laughs> you don't need my Cocoa Puffs. You have your own shit. Hmm. Debatable. <laughs> yes, everything's fucking debatable with you, my guy. Hmm. Perhaps you're right. Oh, Lord. Just give me the rant. <laughs> yeah, his name is Todd. Todd Lark. Boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Todd Lark. Todd Lark. Uh, hi, I'm, I'm, hi, I'm Todd Oddlark. <laughs> Bob Oddlark. That's Lala. uh that Todd Todd Oddlark is uh, Shifty Mercutio's like younger brother. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, Shifty. Like Todd Oddlark got into the business. Ah, uh, Shifty M. Would Would Oddlarks make like good salespeople? Oh, definitely. Like, would they just be able to? They would just be able to like outmaneuver you. I feel like it, that, or they would just talk so much that like the only way to get them to stop talking to you would be to buy a, th- a thing. You know. I feel like they do that sort of like you know infectious philosophy thing where like they say something. That sounds very like deep and profound, but is actually, but is very simple once you break it down, just to make the other make like make their clients feel smart and intelligent. Yeah, because they just have- to like build them up and make them feel like yes, I I do belong with this car. This will help improve my 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 uh my verve. Your verve. Yeah. Yeah. No, these guys are real cool. Perhaps you know what we should do. Yeah. Um. You know, like when we send uh, uh, like parties out to like uh, conventions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, send a couple odd larks. Ooh. Yeah. You know, uh, get 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 them a you know one of our classic purple uh, Zach Griffin uh, multiversal patch shop polos. Mm-hmm. They'll go out. It's got to have a bunch of extra armholes in them for the little. Yeah. Spiky nubbins. Yep. Uh. But yeah, no, I think that they could make us a lot of money. Be our just like our our outreach yeah, sort of definitely. like 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 a like first contact sort of diplomat oh hell yeah yeah what? either that or they like i don't know hmm. what is friendship i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it is what i desire to have with you it's like oh todd lark oh todd he's a good guy beautiful all right well uh i'm satisfied on on the odd lark side here how you yeah, how you to- feeling there Feeling good about Todd Oddlark. That's a good. That's good content. To Oddlark, to yeah, bad pets, good clients, uh, good philosophers, uh, good makers, bad roommates, bad roommates, good employees.
Yes. Yes. All right. The last thing on the docket I don't know how to pronounce. Oh, boy. So I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do my best. That's a name. This is a... Fuck. Zakarakix. Zakorkax. X-A-C-O-R-O-C-A-X. Zakorokax. Zakarakix. Zakorokax. Zakorokax. I think that's... I'm into Zakorokax. Zakorokax. Uh... This is a big robot, uh, a big RV with teeth, kind of. Yeah, it looks like it's got like um like a chipper for a mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it looks like a vehicle. Yes. Um, you know, metallic vehicle. It's got six wheels on like you know uh, little legs almost that stick out. Um, the it's got some like steam vents or some exhaust pipes on the side or vents on the side. Um, the front of it just looks like yeah, like a big like wood chipper grinder kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and is like co- frankly covered in blood. Yeah, it's got a lot of blood on there. And there's like a kind of side apparatus like grapple arm that's got like a uh, some hookies and some like stabbies. Yeah. And it looks like on top it's got, like, that's his head, maybe. It looks like one of those, um, like, viewfinders you see on, like, national parks. Yeah, kind of. You put a a quarter in and you like, ooh, look at the mountains. With a couple, like, antenna on it. And it looks like it's got ears. I mean, eh, maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, There's a little quote here at the top from um, someone's report in encountering one of these things. The metal beast rolled out of a cubby. Its eyes speared us with blinding beams. Its teeth were slicing blades, saws, and scalpels. Its lips bristled with projectile hooks, which caught Mox, who was nearest. He was hauled, clawing and screaming into the mouth. Right before our eyes, it sliced him up as nicely as a team of butchers working a griffalo cork carcass. But that wasn't the worst of it. When the thing was swallowed, uh, when the thing was swallowed, what came out of the bottom was all of Mox's parts, organs, skin, brains, guts, and meat, all neatly packed in air-sealed film wraps, perfectly preserved. <gasps> Ooh, this is some horror movie material. Yeah, this is rough. Zakorakaxes okay. are rare, but the terrors are talked about for years in areas where one is found and unwittingly activated. Thankfully, a Zakorakax's range seems confined to the set of ruins where it was initially encountered. A Zakorakax that went wandering would be far more terrible. This one's motive is hungers for flesh. To parcel uh, into handy Stay Fresh Packs. <laughs> it, like, makes you into a Lunchable. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty uh it's pretty bad. Uh they are usually encountered alone or in pairs, tucked away in ancient ruins, silent for centuries until awakened by living creatures. These things are Numenera as fuck, because oh, that's all like all the ancient ruins of elder civilizations and things like that. That this that's absolutely what this is. Oh yeah. Uh they uh God. Azakorakax sets to its butchery through a two step process. Cool cool. First, the creature files pro- uh, fires projectile hooks on the ends of steel chains at every target within short range. Targets in the area who fail a speed defense roll take damage from the hook and are caught like a fish on a line. A caught victim can spend their turn attempting to pull free or break the chain. 
An attempt to break free requires a successful might roll and inflicts damage whether successful or not. I mean, fair. You're pulling yourself off a hook. It's going to hurt no matter yeah. what. Um, after the Scorcax has hooked at least one target, on its turns, it reels in the catch. Uh, though it also keeps... Oh, God. But it keeps firing hooks out, Zach. Oh, man. A caught target who fails a might defense roll is pulled partly into the creature's mouth. As a Korakax is big enough to hold two human-sized targets simultaneously in its mouth. If more are caught than fit, the excess are not drawn in until room is made. Great. A target who takes their turn while being held in the mouth takes automatic damage and must succeed on a might defense roll. On a failed roll, they also begin to be chopped up, which inflicts an additional five points of damage. Um... Getting clear of the mouth requires the same effort as described above to escape the hook chained. If a victim is killed while held in the Zakorakax's mouth, they are completely processed and they exit the creature in several vacuum-packed portions. Oh no. That's very fucked up. That's real bad. That's real bad. Um... A Zakorakax is interested in efficiently processing living raw materials and seems to prefer humans over other meats, but any living creature is a potential target. Let's see what that use is. What's the story use for these things? A trader. Oh. A trader known for her fine selection of meats is sim uh, and similar delicacies misses several deliveries. Concerned customers sent a bounty on her being found alive. If the player characters go looking, evidence suggests a trader fell afoul of a Numenera device she'd been feeding farm animals to, uh, then selling the finely butchered and wrapped output. Somehow, the device got free. So I was going to say, a butcher might be able to make use of one of these. Maybe. This is kind of similar to the uh, Jasanthums, where it's like, could be useful if you're really fucking careful. That or if you're like an automaton. You know, if you're like yeah, a warforged, I mean, you're, you're good. If you don't got meat, then you're good to go. If you ain't got meat, you're good to go, my guy. <laughs> get rid of your meat, get the Zakorakax, yeah. and you're fine. Hey, hey, f hey, hey prospective clients, you, you made a meat? Yeah, don't do this then. <laughs> I will. I legally cannot sell you this if you have one ounce of meat on your person, Look, or, or part of your person. Yeah, if it's attached to you, it's gotta go, or, or you ain't getting this. Sorry. <laughs> I am legally bound by multi-dimensional law. Yeah. No meat allowed. We don't want to get the multi-dimensional cops called on us. No, 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 no. Ah, no. I hate the MD PC. Uh, wait, PD. Fuck. Anyway. MDPD? MDPD. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, these things are bad. Unless it's unless it's MDPS. Police service? Yeah. Yeah. Local vocab guidelines. <laughs> Said that force, is, <laughs> that force is too aggressive. If people can manage to destroy the... Um, Z I already forget how it's pronounced. Zakorakax. Um, sure. Uh, it might hold, you know, a bunch of money, a bunch of ciphers, an oddity, or perhaps a salvageable artifact. Okay, well, these things are legitimately yeah, who knows, terrifying. Um, who knows what all up in that grill? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's up in those grills. Get it? Grill? Because it's kind of like a car. Because it makes meat too. Because uh, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a double, double speak. It's a double entente, if you will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to send these things to conventions in our stead? No, 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 we don't. 
But if we put a polo on it. No, because if we do that, then we'll um, get sued and have to give away all our money. What this thing could be great for, though, if we could dissuade it away from meat, is like we could really use this to organize the stock room with all like our extra merchandise well, and get it like resealed and get ready for shipping. Well, I was curious if like we, you know, like could yeah, could like re sort of set up its interest. Um, could this thing be good at like a florist shop? You know, like you toss a bunch of flowers in and then it like spits out like a beautiful arrangement. <laughs> well, OK, we'll 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 call a mechanic. We'll call Zan. We'll see what can happen. Uh, so what we we kind of redo this thing's innards so that its production output is different. Yeah. And we make it a vegetarian. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Vegetarian Zakorak axe. Yeah, like, and then and then and make and give it a paint job to make it look like a VW bus. Ooh, that or or, or like a hippie bus, like a ve- like it would pop out like a vegetarian charcuterie, you know, like <laughs> you pu- throw pu- pu- a bunch of like cheese and veggies in there. Throw a bunch of legumes in it. It pops out a pre- like a, like an already grilled like black bean burger. Oh hell yeah! Oh, with like some, some with like some tomato jam and candied jalapenos. That sounds delicious, actually. Yeah. Fuck yeah. This thing could... I'm saying, this has some culinary applications. It, it has some applications. It does. We just gotta be, like, real fucking... I'm, I mean, like, what it does already is pretty useful if it just wasn't murderous <laughs> about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, what was this thing's original intention, like, and then suddenly it just got the taste for human blood? Well, yeah, it's some guys like, yes, every uh, uh, organic uh, individual that comes across, it will suck in. It will tear them apart and package them up nicely. How are you going to get the nicely packaged things from them if they kill everything in sight? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, maybe you shouldn't do this, Professor. I've already pulled the switch, though. Whoosh, whoosh. Oh, God, no! <laughs> and then, um, and that's how the Professor died. We'll miss you, Professor. We'll miss you. Uh, I think that's going to wrap up Zakora Caxuses. I th- yeah, the Zakora Caxuses. Beautiful. Sakura cactus. I love a good Sakura cactus. That thing was, man, that's some straight horror movie material. It, it really is, though. Uh, beautiful. So, um, I think that about does it for this here episode of Zach and Griffith's Multiversal Pet Shop. Aw, oh, man. I know. But, hey, there'll be another episode in two weeks. So <laughs> exciting. I know. Handy that. Now, folks, as per usual, thank you so much for listening to this here episode. We very much appreciate mm-hmm. it. If you liked what you heard here, check out our very large backlog of episodes. I believe there's, what, 72 other ones. So, like, you've got some catching up to do. Yeah, we've got, like, we're, Zach, we're closing in on three years. We're closing in on three years of this bullshit. That people are still <laughs> listening to. So, you know, some I, people actively listen to this show. They don't just put it on in the background. Yeah. They go, ooh, what do I want to listen to today? Ooh, I want to listen to Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. And we go, thank you. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, otherwise, check out all the other shows on the Ghostlight Media Network. Because uh, they're all great. We got actual plays. We've got Shakespeare. We've got uh, a rewatch, watch, recap. Episode show 
We got shows. We got shows. Check them all out. They're pretty great. If you want to continue to support the network, uh, feel free to donate to us on Patreon or just like, you know, give us a shout out on Twitter and be like, hey, this show's stupid. You should listen to it. That or uh, um, check out our merch store. Yeah. Uh, get some- Buy yourself a... We don't have actual polos in the merch store, but we do have t-shirts with the pet shop logo on the breast that say staff on the back. Yeah, I need to get one of those. So if you want to pose as a, uh, a a pet shop employee or intern, you can get a staff shirt. There you go. Uh, but other than that, um, that's about everything. Uh, if you have any questions or want us to talk about anything, hit us up on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. We're happy to hear from you. We're happy to talk about everything you asked us to talk about. So just do it. We miss hearing from you all. But yeah. we love you. Uh, oh, I was wait- I was waiting for the the. Uh. Oh no, I wasn't gonna cry about it. Uh, okay. But that's about it. Thank you so much. We love you. Uh, as love per usual, you. I have been Zach, and I've been Griffin. And just remember, folks, at the end of that dang dang day, it's all about ding dang ding dang love, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Ding dang it. Oh, thank you all for listening to episode 74 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and our Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons, JJ and Veronica, Enoch, and Brayden for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Nicole Voice on Twitter. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, stop what you're doing. Give it to the Slurge. Give it up to the Slurge. Bye. This is a Ghostlight Media production.